Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Those on the seat there. Mine. 
Okay, get out. You'll have to go back to Seattle. Yeah, nice work, Pete. He didn't know you was behind him. Yeah, well, what will we do with him? I'll stop him in the rumble seat and get going. All right, give me a hand here, will you? Okay. Yeah, the heavy. You're telling me. There we go. Now in with him. I slam down the lid. Yeah, we're going to have to slug this guy. Yeah, how come? That's the only way to keep his mouth shut. Ah, nuts, he can't squawk. I hit him before he got a good look at us. He'll still be groggy when we dump him out. How's he going to identify us? Just the same. I don't believe in taking chances. First good spot I come to, I'm going to let him have it. I want to get it over. Yeah, that's the way with you young fellas, all right. You want to get it over and swing for it. Hmm? I got a better plan. Listen to me, son. You drop me off in Seattle. I'll get my car and catch yourself a town. We'll switch this bird to my hack. I'll take care of him. You go back to Seattle, get the new car, and I'll meet you in L.A. later on. Well, what if you get picked up? I'm taking the risk, not you. Don't you worry about anything. You'll be driving a new car. You'll be all right. Less than an hour later, Ballinger was dragged from the car and passed carried to another coupe. On and on went the car. 792 horrible, torturing miles south through Washington, Oregon, and into California. Finally to a point just south of the Oregon-California line. There, 200 yards off the highway, Officer Ballinger was left, handcuffed to a tree. Later, in the evening of the same day, State Highway Patrolman Stephen S. Kent and Lester Quigley are repairing Kent's car when from the radio loudspeaker comes a police broadcast. Dan parked in that blind street back there. Back up and we'll take a look. Take it easy now. I just saw Sheriff Calkins and his boy turn the next corner to the right. Good. If this bird is the one we're after, we'll need him. Park here and I'll go over and give him the once over. I'll have to ask you boys to get out. We've got orders to search every car that's like this that shows up. Yes, sir. I'm just a hitchhiker. He gave me a ride, now. Right, pal. That's to you, copper. You get out of that car, I have to haul you out. Oh, yeah? And you ask for it. Hey, you can't get away with it. Eh? Who said I can't? Speed of punk, there's another carload of bulls. Come on, get going. I, I, I can't. I'll be scared. Give me that gun. Stop. Okay, pal. I got a toy to make for rats like you. Well, that's nothing. I'll Too late to do them any good, son. Identified as George Hall, ex-convict who had served a term in San Quentin Penitentiary. He admitted being one of the men implicated in the Ballinger kidnapping and informed authorities regarding the possible location of his partner, a man he named as Joe Clark. Our story now shifts to Los Angeles and to the jail of a small town near that city. Sergeant, put this man on suspicion of kidnapping. Don't let anybody talk to him without an order from Hanson here or from me. Yes, sir. 
What's your name? What's the matter? Can't you read? You got it on that slip there. The name's Clark. Joe Clark? Yeah. Okay. Cell 13. 13? So can't you make that 14? You heard me. 13. Okay, wise guy. Someday you're going to find out that 13 is your unlucky number. Ah, get him out of here. Come on, Gabby. Get going. Okay, don't shove me. Right inside. Okay, and we don't get tough. Oh, hey, oh, pal, you, pal, you, pal, you, pal. Hiya, Selma. All right, you two, go to sleep. I don't want any noise. Okay, screw you. Run along and mind your business, and we'll mind ours. Yeah, I was here, pal, you, pal. Oh, I was getting awful lonesome over myself. Awful lonesome. This is my little valuable. All right, all right. Never mind getting chummy. And blow that breath of yours someplace else, will you? Okay, okay. No offense. No offense. No offense. Uh, what's your name? Help? Clark. Now, will you get over on that side? Clark? Huh? Clark, it says that's a swell name. Oh, my name's Edward. Two Bell Edwards, they call me. I'm a street artist. All day long, I got to listen to women yammering yammering. And when I get home, all I get is the same thing from my wife. All right, all right, Stoop. I'm Ken that's at us. I'm not interested in your life history. Uh, okay. Sorry, pal. Clark. Oh, yes, swell. I wish you... My name was Clark, Mr. Edwards. Every time I hear the name Edwards, it reminds me of my wife, and I had to go and get drunk all over again to forget it. Hey, wait a minute, pal. So you like the name of Clark, eh? I sure you. I sure you. Okay, I'll do you a favor. Yeah? I'll make your name, Clark. You will? Sure. How? Just give me a book and slip, and I'll give you mine. Uh, will, will, will I do it? Sure. Come on, give me that slip. Uh, uh, okay, now here's mine. Yeah. Now read for yourself, you see? Your name's Clark, and mine's Edward. Well, gee, it's marvelous what we can do in this modern age, ain't it? <laughs> Bill, I'll never forget you for this. No, I don't think you ever will. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Taylor. Come on, through. Hey, Taylor, wake up, will you? I gotta get out of this joint. Hey, you drunken bum, stop snoring, will you? Hey, where's that Taylor? Hey, Scrooge! Taylor! I'm hammering about in here. You want to wake everybody up? Hey, look, be a good guy, will you? I got to get to work. I got picked up on a drunk charge last night, and if I don't get to work this morning, I'll lose my job. Yeah. Let's see your book and stuff. Okay, here you are. Uh, Mel Edwards, intoxication. That's right. Well, Go on, get a bail bondsman, and let's get this thing fixed up so I can get to work, will you? Well, I'll see. Uh, who's that bird doing the snoring? Him? Oh, he's some bum named Joe Clark. They, they brought him in last night. Oh, so that's Clark, huh? I got orders not to let anybody see him. Well, come on out. We'll see what we can do about you. Thanks a lot, buddy. Uh, I don't want this bird Clark to get away. Hold him for the federal. Well, come on. There's a guy in the office who might fix you up. Promising to obtain the money with which to repay the bondsman, Clark was driven to an address in the residential section of the city. He went inside ostensibly to get the money, but Clark simply walked in the front door and out the back door. Again, a desperate and dangerous criminal with a large. Our scene now tips to the office of Captain H.S. Seeger, then head of the robbery and narcotic detail of the Los Angeles Police Department. 
Men, I'm not complaining about your work. You've all been loyal and efficient, but we've had four bank robberies in five months. And so far, we haven't the slightest clue to the identity of the bandits. All we know is that one of them had a bad scar. Now, I feel that the reputation of the department is at stake. We've got to do something. Well, I got a tip the other day, Chief, that might mean something. What is it? Well, a rather prominent shyster, I won't mention his name, but he told me he could give us the names and addresses of these Mutton Jeff bandits. What's the catch to his proposition? Well, first, he wants to know the amount of rewards offered. Mm, I thought so. And then he wants an absolute guarantee that both Mutton Jeff would be killed by the police as soon as we sighted them. What? Yeah, that's what he said. I told him you wouldn't go for it, but I'd tell you anyway. I'll tell the world we wouldn't go for it. Who does he think he is, making a deal like that? Hey, he said he knew a bank they were planning to stick up, and he'll tell us where it is, provided we agree to bump him off. Well, just for luck, keep an eye on that bird. Seeger speaking. All right. Yours. This is Charlie Rule. Mm-hmm. Got some dope you might use on that muscle jet case. That's just what we're looking for. Well, I'm into a fellow named Everett. Not the streetcar conductor. I just had a run-in with that bird a day or so ago. Well, wait a minute, Charlie. Okay. Hey, Chambers. Yeah? Was your man named Edwards the one who made you that screwy proposition? Nope. I just wondered. Hello, Charlie. Hello. I'm sorry to keep you waiting, just checking up with one of our men. When can we see this uh, friend of yours? Can you meet me in half an hour at the Westland Hotel? Sure. What room? I'll meet you at the elevator on the 12th floor. Okay. Half an hour. Right on time, Harry. The room is right around the corner here. How come this bird's so eager to talk? He seems to have had some sort of a row with Carter. Says he's going to get bumped off. Oh, that sounds fishy to me. No, I think Edward's on the level. Uh, here's his room. Oh, come in. This is Captain Seeger, Police Department. Jake Edwards. Oh, yes, Seeger. Mr. Rule tells me that you have some information about the Mutton Jeff family. Yes, I have. How do you happen to have this knowledge? Well, I used to work for a crooked lawyer named Leopold Tartar. Are you still working for Tartar? No. How does it happen that you know so much about this game? Well, it's like this. Here's a sentence. That's Muff, the big guy. Well, he works as an investigator for Tartar. They began propositioning me to go on some jobs with him. I pretended to be willing, but always backed out when the time came. I'd make some excuse. Well, finally, Tartar got suspicious and told me to get out. He offered another fellow 200 bucks to bump me off because I knew too much. This guy was a friend of mine. He tipped me off. Who is this friend? Well, I'd rather not mention his name. Suppose we just call him Sam Collins. Is that okay? Oh, I don't care what you call him. If he can do us any good, he can do you plenty of good if he will. Only thing is, he won't talk to a policeman. <laughs> Got no use for coppers. Oh, we'll get around that. Who's this Jeff part of the bandit team? His name's Carlson. Pete Carlson. He's saving his money for some big caper up north. Carlson and Tartar and Senton have been fighting among themselves lately because they claim he's holding out on them. Do you know where Carlson lives? No, I don't. But Tartar and Senton have rooms in a place down near Leventon Broadway. All right. This information is valuable to us, but we've got to have more. Get hold of this friend of yours and arrange for us to talk to him. Come on, Telly. Let's get back to the office. Back in Captain Seeger's office. Seeger, together with Joe Taylor, Captain of Detectives, and Detective Chambers, lay plans for the capture of Pete Carlson, Izzy Senton, and the Chester Attorney Leopold Tartar. Edward told me that uh, Leo Tartar was in on the sold up gang and that he wanted to get rid of his partner. Now, Chambers, I'm going to ask you a point blank question. Was Leo Tartar the man who offered to put up the finger on Mutton Jeff? Yep, he's the man. I thought so. 
See what you can find out in the files on Tata and on a guy named Carlson. Check up on Simpson. See if there's anything in there on Sam Collins. Yes, sir. Uh, tell Johnson and Guy Beeson and Harry Tash to come in here. Okay. Robert Detail, Speaker speaking. Yeah, Speaker, this is Edward. Oh, yes. Yeah. Fine. Uh, what name did you give him? I didn't. Well, now listen. When we come in, introduce me as C.M. Christensen, special investigator for the Bank of America. You got that? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, sit down, boys. I'll be with you in just a minute. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Christensen. All right. Six o'clock. Goodbye. Okay, boys. Yes, sir. Now, here's the job. I want you boys to put a dictaphone in Leo Tarter's office and one in Izzy Fenton's apartment on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Here's the address I got from Italy. You fellows will stake out in an office below Tartar, and we'll send Gerhardt and Burris down to the Broadway place. Yes, sir. Don't leave those places day or night without leaving a man listening. Right. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Sure. Captain Figures. Oh, yes? Mr. Rule is there. He says uh, he hasn't won at 6 o'clock. Uh, if you see a man named Collins. Uh, what time is it now? Uh, 5.30. Okay, I'll be right out. I told Carter that I thought maybe I had a client for him. 
I spent six bucks of my own money phoning that guy in Sacramento to find Carlson. Did you get him? Yeah, a couple of days later, Pete calls me, and I took him out to see Carter. Did you consider that the connection? Yeah, but I never got the money. Okay, Colin. Now, look, Captain Joe Taylor down at headquarters is a good friend of mine. I'm going to ask him to have a couple of the boys stick around to see that nothing happens. Say, I don't want any bulls hanging around. Well, do you want to have your head blown off by Carlson? Now, go on home and watch yourself. Meanwhile, in the office and apartment of suspected attorney and his so-called investigator, detectives were piling up damaging information. They heard robbery after robbery was planned. Then, at 4.30 in the afternoon of the day, weeks later, Officer Johnson placed a hurdy call for Captain Seeger. A few moments later, Seeger, Rule, and Detective Chambers meet Johnson at the entrance of the building in which Carter's offices are located. Cat, they both left the office just after I called you. Uh, let's try the left where Sentinel parks his car. We may be on time. Here, wait a minute. Here comes Carter now. Oh, uh, just a minute, Carter. Where are you going? Oh, hello, Seeger. Going to my office, right? Sure, good. I'll go with you. Oh, all right. Go on up, sir. Watch your step. Close, please. Five. Five out, please, sir. Johnson, you and Chambers, where you're here in the outer office. His sentence goes up red. Keep that phone girl quiet if any calls come in. Have her put him through as usual. All right, now, Seeger, tell me what this all about. Watch him, Seeger. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, you don't, Tarter. No, you don't. Nice little 45 you've got there, Tarter. Probably would have used it, too. What's the idea, Seeger? You can't pull this stuff on me. No, well, Tarter, the jig's up. You're under arrest. Arrest? For what? For bank robbery. Bank? <laughs> Go on, Seeger. You might put that over on some dummy egg, but not on me. Why, you've got oh, nothing on me. Show Mr. Tarter our microphone. Microphone? You've got microphone here. Oh, well. That's one thing I didn't think about. I, uh, I guess I've got to hand it to you for that, Seeger. And through those microphones, we heard plenty. Now, let's... We want Pete Carlson. Federal men have identified his picture as a man wanted for kidnapping a patrolman Ballinger at Seattle. His partner is sentenced to die as Folsom for murdering two officers. So that's the sort of a you pal around with, isn't it, Carter? Never eh? mind lecturing me about the morals. Now, listen, I'll make a deal with you. If I can tell you where to find this, this Carlson, where do I get out of it? Oh, no, I'm making no promises, Carter. I don't have to. You're the one on the spot. You know better than to ask that question. Well, where's Pete Carlson? Yes, you're right, Captain. I don't know exactly where he is, but I, I think I can draw you a map of it. Go ahead, then. Let's see it. All right. You, you go out this way about to here. Then you turn right at the second street beyond the filling station over there. Mm-hmm. You go two blocks this way, and then you turn left. I believe he's in the court right here. Now, listen, will you go easy on me, Captain? Uh, here, Johnson. Get all the men you need. Go out there and stay there until you get Carlson. Take shotguns and tear gas. Get him if you have to smoke him out. Yes, sir. Well, now that I gave you the information, Captain, how about it? Will you will you go easy on me? You know the answer to that, Carter. Oh. So you won't play with me, eh, Copper? You think you're tough, don't you, Seeger? No, I don't think I'm tough. But I'll tell you what I think of rats like you. Yeah, rats that go into a bank where unarmed women and, and men are unprepared and unprotected. If I had my way, I'd line you up against a wall and turn a machine gun on you. Yeah. 
That fine talk coming from a policeman. I, uh, I think I'll remember that little speech figure.
eight major airlines, 150 railroads, and millions of motors in 45 nations of the world. Sinclair oils are refined from the highest-priced crude oil in America and super-refined, removing all the harmful wax and useless petroleum jelly found in many of the oils you buy. Sinclair oil will not break down in the summer heat. Your car will run smoother, longer, and you'll save money with Sinclair oil. Sinclairize your car for safety. Get police car performance with Rio Grande cracked gasoline at your independent Rio Grande dealers tomorrow. And again we hear Commissioner Kleinberger. The splendid work of the officers in this case, all of whom of necessity do not appear as characters in tonight's story, cannot be minimized. It is their right to know that their work has not been in vain. I thank you. Please calling all cars. Attention all cars. The cancellation of broadcast 183 regarding a holdup. The second in this case are now in custody. That's all. Rolls and clips. Your narrator, Frederick Lindsley, bidding you good night for Rio Grande. <laughs> <laughs> 